You're listening to the Grieving Mamas Club podcast, a space for moms who are on the wild ride of motherhood while navigating their grief journey. Here are your hosts. I'm Rashida, a motherless mom of a three-year-old and a one-year-old. Yep, that is two under four. And I'm Kara, a motherless mom with a three-year-old, an angel baby, and one on the way. Let's dig in. Hello, listeners, and welcome to episode 13 of the Grieving Mamas Club. Today, we are going to be no guests today, actually. After we're coming off two weeks of guests today, you get just Kara and I talking shit. But today, today we're going to be talking about what it's like to grieve for the holidays. And I want to also just touch on traditions that if Kara and I want to share. But yeah, but before we get into that, Kara, how was your week? Oh, girl, it was good. And this Mm -hmm. is the second year now that we are on with celebrating their second Thanksgiving without my mom. So we had kind of like that first year under our belt, which is is like a huge milestone. And then after that, you can just kind of like, all right, got that first first year under our belt for those first holidays, which just absolutely suck. And then, um, so now it's just kind of like maybe start new traditions or let's just, you know, be more, I kind of look at this year more of just being like more go with the flow. And I air quote that because I'm not actually very go with the flow. So I tried, but anyway, we went to Brian's side and it was a great time. And that, and then Ellie was off school for five days and uh, which was, don't get me wrong. It was a lot of fun, but come Sunday, she was, she herself, she was ready to go back to school. She was getting sassy, told me that she's allergic to me. And I was like, well, jokes on you, sis, because that's not how allergies work, but okay. You know, that's fine. So And same, and same, sis, (laughs) bye. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So as a four-year-old, she's really picking up some major sass. But it's also really funny and I really love it secretly. So we should like say something, yeah. I like, put it in my phone so I can remember, look back on it and remember. But anyway, that was that. How about your week? How was your Thanksgiving? Oof, ciao. I <laughs> feel you on the, so my kids were home for four days yeah. and by, by Friday, I was over it. Yeah. Like, by Friday, I looked at Ben and I was like, if we don't leave this house tomorrow, I will die. I will lay down and die. <laughs> like, I cannot be in this house with you three plus Kona anymore. <laughs> you know what? Like, Abby will like lick, like go or something. And I'm like, <laughs> we're innocent little dog. And I'm like, did you just lick? Yes. <laughs> I know we need it. We need Abby. Abby, your ass needs to get a fucking job because you're paying no rent up in here to be licking. (laughs) I was was like, I no, I got it. I need, I need out of this house. And so, like, and then I. One thing I love about weekends is going to make me sound like a straight up alcoholic, but like, one thing I love. One thing I love about weekends is like waking up on a Saturday or Sunday and just like having a mimosa, but. But the thrill is out by Saturday. The thrill was gone. And so like by by Saturday, I was just like, I don't want a mimosa and I don't want any of you guys. 
Well, what did you want? I don't know. Alone time, but uh, I did take several naps. I took lots of naps over the weekends, but so I'm proud of you going for that. To, thanks. <laughs> uh, nap so hard. Uh, oh, it's it, great. I love it. We ended up going to Rockwell Beer Garden and Francis Park, which I'm absolutely obsessed with because the beer garden is next to the playground. Yes. And so you just get your beer and go to the playground. So like, I mean, everybody's happy. Truly like, a dream come true. Yes. And, and very ideal. Happy. Very ideal. Yes. It was so wonderful. So we did that. And then, yeah, by Sunday, I was like, all right. Now what? We've done it all. We've done the playground. We've done the beers. We've done. They have pizza there too, don't they? They do. Yeah. Done the pizza. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We did all the things. And so, yes, by Monday, I was ready to go. But my Thanksgiving is wonderful. It's always very chill. It's always my little fam and Ben's parents. And we did it at their house, which was great. So I didn't even have to clean up. Hosting is a bitch. Yes. So it was it was a chill week considering I had my kids home for most of it. Yeah. (laughs) But she got her naps in. And I know yeah. we were we were texting on Sunday and you're like, I just woke up from a nap. And I'm like, oh, you know what? That I'm proud of you for because I feel like maybe it's just me. I love a nap. We still nap mm. when Ellie naps, or at least we chill at the very least. There's a lot mm-hmm. of chill time going on because you mm-hmm. need that time to disconnect. And yes. like I'm not, I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna be running around, I'm not gonna be cleaning. She mm-hmm. needs to see us cleaning when she's awake. <laughs> Yes. And as yes. you said, it's like, it's efficient. If you can, you're already standing up, you're already doing stuff like, mm-hmm. Hey, yeah, mm-hmm. I'll just kind of do some other stuff while I'm also entertaining her, you know? So Correct. yeah, so proud of you. Took a solid nap because we went down earlier than usual. So I was like, all right, well, I'll just see y'all later. I also, read a book. I also read a book. So I have too much time on my hands pretty much. <laughs> no, you don't. That is, that's glorious. <laughs> Your text said, don't mind if I do. Yeah. <laughs> and I just saw you like, you know, you're getting down to serious nap time when you take off the Apple watch because you're like, uh-huh. she ain't going to bother me today. During my, gla- my glasses come off and I'm like, Ooh, she napping. Oh my God. Yes. And that's uh, what I did. Good for you. Proud of you. Yeah. We're team. We're team naps over here. Let us know mm-hmm. if you mm-hmm. are team nap too. slide in our DMS. Yes. <laughs> That's how you can let us know. Tell us. Yeah. Well, Kara, let's get into grieving for the holidays. But before we do that, I want to talk about, so when it comes to grieving for the holidays and it's like hard to explain, but it's tied up in this like other shoe theory. So like in the grief community, and I know for me specifically, I had a hard time after my mom passed away trying to, I guess, like let myself have joy again, because in my mind, the idea was that the minute I felt joy again, it would be ripped away from me. And so I would, I would do anything possible to keep the trauma of losing my mom from happening to me again. And so when it comes to the holidays, I feel that like super deeply. And so I have this like weird, weird, and I know it's, I'm going to say this and you're going to be like, Rashida, that absolutely makes no sense. But I have this, like, I guess you can call it superstition maybe, Uh but I have it that if I have a great Christmas, I will lose somebody before the next Christmas. And so, and follow, follow, follow my train of thought here. So I, I can remember that the Christmas of 2004 was one of the best Christmases of my life. And so like my mom went like, balls to the walls, like cousins were getting in 64s, like 
I like she was spending. Yeah, she was like doing the most. Yeah, I love doing it. The absolute most. Yes. Best Christmas ever. Okay. So then we lose her the next year. And Christmas, I should say, was my mom's like favorite holiday. Like yeah. She went all hard in the paint. I can see that hard. on all things Christmas. Yes. <laughs> And so the following, the then I, yes. So I lose her the following Christmas, obviously fucking sucks. Cause I'd lost her two months before, blah, blah, blah. So like, I feel like then the next good Christmas I had was the first Christmas I lived with my aunt and my uncle that following March, my uncle passed away. And so like, I just like carry around this, it's a superstition. It's anxiety, I think, but I carry mm-hmm. around this, like, but it's at its heaviest around the holidays because it's a time of being joyful and of being thankful and grateful for all the things you have. And yet I am like, <gasps> these things might be taken away from me. Sure. Um, well, so, I mean, uh, I mean, yeah. that's totally understandable. You know why you're kind of correlating from those two big major traumatic traumatic events. You know, on the other side though, there's all of this pressure to be joyful and happy and it's the most wonderful time of year and you need True to be that. thankful, grateful, blessed. And it's there's so much pressure to feel all of those feelings and even people who don't I would go as far to say that even people who haven't experienced like such a traumatic loss, a traumatic stream of events, they still still feel those stresses. I mean, Mm -hmm. I remember still feeling those stresses before I lost my mom. It was, there's immense pressure to immense financial pressure. You know, then there's like other burdens of other family pressures. Like you have to split holidays and run around. Then you spend your Mm -hmm. day, your, your entire Christmas or Christmas Eve or Thanksgiving running around to multiple families just to appease and making sure that you're seeing everybody on this one particular. Mm-hmm. Ho- so, so there is, it's so deep, but also there's, it goes even deeper with your traumatic, with your losses and your traumas that you've experienced. Yes. Yes. And so I find myself like, I go into every holiday season and obviously it's even more magical because I have kids. And so I find myself though, going into the, like, it's like a, a push pull situation. Like I'm leaning into the Christmas spirit and I'm having a good time. And then I'm like, <gasps> nope, back up, back up, back up, back up, back up, back up. Like, don't do that. Don't do that. Like you yeah. don't like, don't show joy. So today I mentioned in our last episode, I believe that I'm moving into a new position at my job. And so I've been reading leadership books, which sounds so cheesy. No, Um, that's great. Sounds super cheesy, but I am reading currently Brene Brown's Dare to Lead. Uh And it is all about how, and I will link this in the show notes, but it's essentially about how the best leaders lead from a place of like vulnerability. And that doesn't mean like an oversharing vulnerability, but they, they lead from a place of just allowing their guard to be down so that then they're building teams of trust and then out of trust. And I'm only like a fourth of the way into it, but out of trust, that's how the best teams are formed. Sure. So I'm yeah. listening to this. I went on a walk today because it's oddly 60 degrees in St. Louis in <laughs> November. So I was going on a walk today. And of course you and I love signs. Yes. And so I just, and like we do. when something's placed, yeah, when something's placed in my path, like right at the time I need it. So here I am walking, thinking about my day, thinking about the holidays coming, trying to get like, think about Christmas shopping. And this is the passage that I'm listening to. And it, she's talking about, she's talking about a couple things. She's talking about work and she even mentions parenting, but it resonated with me on this whole, why I feel like 
I can't have joy almost like, like joy is a scary thing to me to say, like, it's hard for me to say the words. I'm so happy. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just gonna, I'm going to take two and a half minutes. Okay. <laughs> so maybe not. I'm going to go faster. Hopefully I'm going to take some time to read it and then we can talk about it. So she says, when I'm speaking to big groups, I always ask when something great happens in your life, how many of you start to celebrate only to find yourself thinking, don't get too happy. That's just inviting disaster. Arms fly up. You get promoted. You're really excited. You got engaged. You found out you're pregnant. You found out you're going to be grandparents. Something wonderful happens. And for a brief second, you let the joy wash over you. And then five seconds later, the excitement is gone and you're panicked about a bad thing. You're panicked about a bad thing that's going to happen to counter the positive. When is the other shoe going to drop? For parents listening to this, how many of you have stood over your child while they're sleeping and thought, oh God, I love this kid more than I knew possible. And that same second felt fear wash over you and you picture something horrible happening to your child. Statistically, that yes, right? I was like, whoop, ears perking up as I heard that part. I was like, oh God, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, so she says statistically yeah. that's about 90 of us, 90% of us. That makes you feel better. Like that's, we're all in this crazy parenting club. Thank so then God. she says, why do we insist on dress rehearsing tragedy and moments of deep joy? And that's because joy is one of the most vulnerable emotions we feel. And that's saying something, given that she studies fear and shame. When we feel joy, it is a place of incredible vulnerability. It's beauty and fragility and deep gratitude all wrapped up in one experience. When we can't tolerate that level of vulnerability, joy actually becomes foreboding and we immediately move to self-protection. It's as if we can grab vulnerability by the shoulders and say, you will not catch me off guard. You will not sucker punch me with pain. I will be prepared and ready for you. So when something joyful happens, we start planning on being hurt. We start planning to deal with the fear of disappointment. Is that helpful? Of course not. We cannot plan for painful moments. We know this for a fact because people who have been forced to live through these moments tell us there's no amount of planning that can help you through a catastrophe, as we in this grief community know. The collateral damage of this instinct is that we squander the joy. We need the joy to build up emotional reserve. The joy allows us to build up resilience for when tragic things do happen. Anyways, so I'm walking and I listen, I get that. I am listening to that. I had to like rewind a couple times and like listen to it again. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is it. Like it explains it. And it goes on to say, I should also have read this too, but it goes on to say like some ways that you can work on accepting joy is to like literally practice it. So like literally that's why people should keep gratitude journals and like things like that, because the more it's like a muscle oh. almost, the more you practice joy and the things that you're thankful for, like even the small things, like you'll start to realize that, well, obviously like a sunny day can't like it's you're thankful for a sunny day today, but it's going it, to, it's probably going to rain tomorrow. Like, you know, so like, it'll help you level out like the, I can't be happy. And so I love that I got, I've listened to this heading into the holiday seasons when this is typically a time. And it's also Dom and Ben's birthdays. And so, yeah, it's typically, I didn't I know it was be Ben's birthday too. How fun. Yeah. Dom or so Ben and his dad's birthday are December 7th, both the of them. Wait, maybe we did and, talk about this. Oh my God. Yes. And Dom is December 8th. He came 12 hours later. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, this is a time of like celebration for our family, like all of those things. And like, I still find myself being like, <gasps> but waiting for the other shoe to drop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Well, mm-hmm. so when you were going through that and you were saying, you know, we spend so much of our time, I that first of all, let me rerun. When you were going through and and reading what Brene was saying, it resonated so strongly with me because I have found myself in that same pattern, Rashida, where since losing my mom, so for the almost you know, we're going on two years. I am finding myself like constantly waiting for the other shoe to drop and not truly enjoying mm-hmm. and not, not truly enjoying like the little things. And I was kind of taking like the deaths of the deaths of my mom and our miscarriage as mm-hmm. like, you know, like maybe shake backs to reality, but it's like, it just even goes to show you that like, maybe that isn't maybe the lesson that I was supposed to be learning from there, but cause I'm still mm-hmm. learning that I need to experience the joy and experience mm-hmm. what I have right Right now in my life, and albeit very, it's very, diff- it's tough with a toddler and being so pregnant, and just mm-hmm. oh, there's just a mm-hmm. Brian and I just have going on, you know. But it's still there is joy, and you can find joy. And so I was so happy to also hear. My first thought was, okay, well then, how do I fix it? Because I want to fix it. I want to fix it right now. What can I do right now to fix it? And so I was so happy to mm-hmm. hear you say that there is a way that we can fix this, and that is by practicing mm-hmm. gratitude. Mm-hmm. And I'm so bad at that. Like, so am I. You know, but you do like if you're just driving and if you just say, I am thankful that I can see, I am thankful that I have eyebrows. If you just like, I am thankful for that Mm -hmm. birdie, Mm -hmm. you know, if you can just like point out like three, even like super small things Mm -hmm. that really does make a big difference in your day. And, but it's still really hard to do because why is it being crabby and like curmudgeon just always wins? (laughs) I, well, because because I think you we have to find a way to honor both of those things, though. It's like it's like I always say, like, there's no buts like there's no you should be grateful for like in this situation. So like it's I think for us who have gone through a deep trauma, it it's a balancing act. So like, sure, you can be thankful for the bird, but also sad that our moms are gone. But also, you know, like, and I think, I think of you, Kara, like you're seriously butting up against, like, you're about to experience the absolute joy of becoming a mom for the second time yep. to a beautiful baby boy. And oh my God, I love newborns. Swishy, I know. Swishy. <laughs> they're, so, ugh, they're so delicious. <laughs> and so you're going to have that, but it's also going to be like at the same time, like as you're coming into that. You lost a baby to get here and you lost your mom, you know? So like, it's a weird, it's not a line we have to walk. Like it's no one saying we have to be sad, but it's like a, I don't know, something we're always trying to like balance yes, the sad it's with the joy. Honoring it's, I guess it's learning to honor both of those feelings when you've never had to do that before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, before joy would come naturally to us mm-hmm. and, and we were able to absorb it. Like think about Well, for me, I think about our wedding day and like how amazing, like the day we got engaged, like that was, you know, I just felt like literally like I feel sparkly inside and our wedding day, like I felt just, it was just the immense amount of joy. And, you know, Mm -hmm. there's been several other times in, you know, in between like before losing my mom where I would feel that too. But ever since then, it's just been, I remember, I, you know, when, with having Ellie and like having my parents and Brian's parents come in to, come into the hospital and visit and seeing there, they were just beaming with pride. Mm-hmm. And to be able to see that made me, made my heart just swell too, because it just is such a mm-hmm. sense of pride. So I'm sorry. I feel like I'm bragging to you also. <laughs> no, no, not, not in the least bit, because I, Ben's mom was in the delivery room when Dom was born. So like I have had 
we're that close. <laughs> we're that close. <laughs> nothing to hide between me and my mother-in-law. But see, that's the thing. That's another like thing. I am so overjoyed to have the amazing mother-in-law that I do. So like I can yeah. count my blessings in another way. See, like, yeah. so, yes, I miss my mom and yes, I wish she was here. But also, like I said, like I've said in previous episodes, I believe, like I'm pretty sure like my mom picked Ben's mom out. Like she got to heaven, looked down and was like, you there, I need you to carry my daughter to the finish line. Like I need you to take, like to take care of my grandchildren because they're so much alike and they have the same birthdays and all these weird signs. And so long story short, long story short, you were not making me feel sad or anything, but I feel like all of that just like leads me back to the holidays and them being so joyous. Like I love them, but also me just being so terrified. Yeah. Like that's the word. Like I go into every single holiday season feeling terrified. Last Christmas was the first time was just from three. And did you feel like this with Ellie? Like last Christmas was the first time they got it. Yes. That's I was. Yes. Like I was going to say it was the first time they like understood, like understood. It was starting to get fun. And opening presents. And and I just like ate all of that up. Like it was so like, I loved it. And literally like, Days later, I was like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm going to lose somebody. I'm going to lose somebody. Like, right. I can't, like, I can't joy. Like, yeah, it's so, and I'm working on it. I really am. Like when my mom first passed away and just trauma and drama that came after that, I would do this like self-preservation thing where I would like li- like literally scan all the faucets of my life and look for where the shoe could drop. Oh. So like I would, yes, it's exhausting. And so I don't yeah. do I don't do that as much anymore. Um, I just like when the joy hits me, I'm like, <gasps> but I used to like actively, it was exhausting. I used to like actively be like, okay, like I would, when I met Ben and I moved in with Ben, I would like, this is so stupid. I know, but I would like still look at other apartment complexes on the off chance we broke up. Oh, yes. Ben was also like, this is absolutely crazy. When we first combined bank accounts, I was hell bent on him joining my bank account. Yeah. Just in, just in case we broke up when right. he joined, when he joined my bank account, he was like, what the fuck is going on in here? I had like 19 <laughs> accounts because I liked to see everything separately so that I can see like this is going to my student loans and this is going to like, it's ridiculous. It was, yeah. I had like, we're just now down to, I think three savings accounts and it, <laughs> it is taken <laughs> Because oh my god, yeah, you can't go closing I, all those out. You'll get back you'll be reflected negatively. I know, but I had like a a personal. I had a personal property account, like for my oh. car. I had a like a long term savings, a short term savings, a like all of these random ass savings accounts. You can't falter for because, being organized, though. Okay, because because but but Kara, it was coming from a place of like. You're not going to catch me off guard press personal property taxes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I would like, yeah. And I would back it out and like save that much every month. So then like by the time it was time to pay your personal property taxes or my insurance or anything like that, it just came out of that account, which some would call that like smart money management. Sure. I am. But my therapist was like, but why are you doing it? And well, like, because so that, yeah, so that I no. can't be caught off okay, guard. Okay, Joel. Okay, Joel. Yes. 
So they can't be caught off guard. Of course not. I mean, I get it because if it's just all one lump sum, listen, you're talking to, I am, I'm not the best at managing money. I've gotten better, but it makes sense. But that's a lot to handle. That's a lot to manage. So I've gotten better. I'm not doing weird shit like that anymore. I'm like looking at apartments, wondering. Right. <laughs> Just in case. We, yeah. No, like, yeah, yep. Yeah, just always like, oh, you could leave me one day. And guess what, bitch? I'm not going to be worried about it because I got right. an apartment over here and 19 <laughs> bank accounts. <laughs> oh my gosh. And so, yeah, I don't do that anymore. But the joy that in any situation where I am awarded, quote unquote, joy, yeah. I think that's it. I see it as a, I an see award. it as an award. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I see it as an award. And that causes me to be like, well, that can be taken away. I do too. I do too. And it's like, am I, I'm not worthy of Mm -hmm. this award or or I better, you better cherish it. You better Mm -hmm. cherish it because it could be taken away. Mm -hmm. That's fucked up. Like we shouldn't have to feel that way. Like that's not, God doesn't want you to live that way. Our moms don't want you to live that way. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And listening, it sounds like a lot of people feel this way. So I was like, okay, cool. That makes me feel better, I guess. So much better. Yeah. But yeah, when it's grief, particularly and for the holidays, I always, yeah. So Kara, tell me, this is your second Christmas you're heading into without your mom. Yeah. Are you, do you do any traditions that she did? Are you coming up with new traditions in her absence? What are your thoughts there? Brian and I just actually celebrated our 10 years of like being together. We met the night after Thanksgiving, not Skanksgiving, the night after Thanksgiving. So probably Skanksgiving revisited. Ever since he and I started you know, dating, being together, we've always had a tradition and where we'd pick stuff so skeet, but pick one night and one night only to go like, we'd go get like a super fancy, like yummy hot chocolate or, you know, from like Starbucks or something. And you know, that you can only have like four sips of because it's so fucking sweet. But then mm-hmm. um, and you just drive around. We just drive all the fuck around town to look oh, at cute. all the Christmas lights. And it's so fun. And, and yeah. so we started doing that with Ellie and, and then Last year, with it being the lost trash year that it was, Mm -hmm. there was some things that came out of it that were good, like Grant's Farm here in St. Louis. There's this attraction where it's like a big, giant farm of all these different kind of exotic animals. So it's kind of weird, kind of Joe exotic-y, you know, Tiger King shit going on there. But yeah, it is a little, if you think too deeply about it, you'd be like, hmm, I felt mostly just go there to get your free beer. Yeah. Yeah. And feed the goats and be on your way. But like, yeah. it's very, t- yeah, there's some tiger, but it's very nice. Very wealthy family owns it. So it's yes. tastefully done. And anyway, so they have a drive-through Christmas event and We went with friends last year. We're going to go with my brother and his family this year and just load up a car with all the kids. And it's, yeah, just a blast. So then do that. And there's like the zoo lights. And so it's kind of um, Mm -hmm. Missouri Mobot, the Botanical Gardens. Yeah, that one is super fun. I love that one. Yeah. So like, so we've kind of been starting our own traditions and really kind of building off that. Now, my mom much like yours, because our moms are so similar and I love it so much. Just balls to the wall for Christmas. Like my, and she learned that from her parents, like, you know, right, wrong or indifferent, they would be going, she t- would tell me that they would go in debt, like <laughs> over Christmas gifts and stuff. Now we're not trying to play that game here at the Baldwin no. household, but that's just silly, but yes, yeah, unnecessary. But my mom would spend a lot of money as well. 
and mm-hmm. not only year round, but also at Christmas. And so that also mm-hmm. emptied into like, you know, all of the pillows, like on the couches and, you know, the beddings all got changed out to Christmas themed. And, mm-hmm. you know, it just was a lot. And she put up her own Christmas lights, like outside. My dad would do it some, like, you know, like maybe on top of the house and stuff, but she took a lot of pride in doing all of that. For us, I think this is also you. So you've talked about this in previous episodes. Like this is kind of also one of those areas where we are not our moms. So there are some traditions and I can't, I have, I can't beat myself up about it at this. So like there are some traditions I want to take and there like might be traditions that just don't serve our family anymore, you know? And so like, yeah, Ben's, Ben's family always did Christmas Eve and that's just, they've always, they always opened all their presents on Christmas Eve. It's always what they've done. And I was like, that's, absolutely wild yeah who does that not us either not us no that's you guys should be in jail for committing such crimes when does santa come i don't even i don't i don't know like they do the family gifts on christmas eve and then santa comes the next day possibly don't know i don't know i don't know how it worked when they were kids but i was like not in my house so no yeah. Once our kids were born and before our kids were born, we would just stay the night there because we'd just be drinking all night anyway. So we'd just stay the night. But now Fun. I'm like, yes, but now I am like, but I like it's important to me that my kids wake up at their homes. Like can we have Christmas at our house. Like that's because that's just how it was for me growing up. And Same. Yeah. Not, you know, like not that's a part. That's a tradition that I had growing up that I want to keep. And then another thing that we always did is the on Christmas Eve, you did get to open one present. Oh, fun. And it was, it was always pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> like it was always, <laughs> always, always new PJs, <laughs> but I loved it every year. And so I want to do like, I kind of did that last year with them. They don't really care about PJs. I was going to say, do they give a fuck? They don't. No, no. Oh. And so I w- kind of want to bring that also like yeah. into, into our tradition mix, but it's hard. I feel like it's hard to like a mix of your own and your parents and your moms, but without feeling guilty for not doing all your moms since she's no longer here. Right. It's like, you feel like you need to honor even, I feel like even when they were, when my mom, I'm saying they, like our moms, when mm-hmm. they were here or even when my mom was here, like I felt and Brian too, like he was like, well, you know, it was very important to his mom that we always, that we would be, have Christmas with his side of the family. And mm. my mom was like, no, we want Christmas. And so like, that was something that we had to get through. It was like, no mom. Anyway. So we would go to my, we would, we would go to my grandparents' house on Christmas Eve and have like a Christmas over there. And then growing up, we would wake up in the morning, which is Mm -hmm. the same kind of traditions. I think that you're speaking of wake up in the morning and Santa would come and it was like, oh my God, it would like, you remember as a kid and as a teenager coming out of your room and being like, holy Fuck, look at all this shit that is just for me. And I was with her when she was mm-hmm. buying it all. I knew everything that was wrapped, but there would be some little surprise. It's still so snuck great. In there. Yeah. It's so great. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. so I wanted to carry that on. Brian and I both have naturally kind of like carried that tradition on too. So we'll have Christmas Eve with my side and then Christmas morning. It's important to he, him and I, he and I, that we have it with our immediate family, even when it was just mm-hmm. he and I. And because as, as you have more kids and, you know, we bring kids into the mix, it's, they want to play. It's important, just important for them to share in that mm-hmm. experience. Christmas afternoon, evening is, you know, mm-hmm. a free for all, you know, like, yeah, let's 
Let's party. Yes. Let's rage. Let's do this. See, I like to just stay at my house all day because we, our house was the house growing up that people came to. So like everybody did their respective Christmases at their house, but then my mom and my stepdad would cook like elaborate dinners and pies and all this stuff. And then everybody would come to us. And so like, yeah, I also have that like, no, I'm going to stay here. Well, yeah. And it's it's honestly going to be easier with the kids because they want to play with other toys, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. But well, I guess they're going to get more that, toys. <laughs> yes. Well, and it's going to, it's, it helps that my kids are the only grandkids. So like, oh. there's not like, they're not, oh, yeah. any, cousins aren't coming over and taking things, you know? Yeah. And so that helps. Yeah. That's well. And also another, I guess, tradition, kind of like what you said is my mom decorated the crap out of like, so like so much Christmas decorations everywhere, like every window, every, everything, everything, everything. <laughs> and when we first moved into the house for a nap, like I've slowly been adding more and more and more and more and more. So like when we first <laughs> moved in, I was like, I'll just do this. And then the second Christmas we were in this house, I was supposed to be still pregnant with Dom. He came three weeks early. His original due date was <laughs> the 28th. Oh. Um, and then it was Christmas Eve. And then he came on the, the 8th. And oh so, my gosh. Yes. Which is why it's wild that his birthday is the day after his dad's when like, yeah. it was actually supposed to be the 29th. <laughs> right. Like that wasn't, that was never in the plan or the 28th. Yeah. No. And so, yep. 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 So I've been adding, adding more and more and more and more. And this year, Kara, my house looks like Christmas threw up so much so that the other day Dom goes, I love our new house. <laughs> I That's love how our much- new house. Yes, <laughs> that's how much Christmas shit I got rocking over here at the Dine Hart house. You know it all has to come down, right? Sorry, I, I hate to be the I hate to be the I know, I know. I robbed I know. that let me, fucking joy. Let me have this. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know, but I just like I'm in a different a little... spot. I'm in a different place right now in my life. Like yeah. like, you're too you're too pregnant. Like you you were me when Dom was supposed to be born on the 28th. And yes. I, like, I was just like, she's not ready. No. <laughs> yes. I was like, I can't get all this shit back down. No, so no, we barely decorated that year, but now I am not pregnant and our house is apparently looking like a new house. And so that's, I also feel like that's a tradition of my mom's that I'm like starting to get more into. I love it. I saw you posted a picture and it looks absolutely, it just looks so cozy. And I, I it think- does. Doesn't it? Ah! Uh, oh, it does. Like all the Christmas lights, the glow from the Christmas lights. It just looks so cozy. Kona is probably like yes. napping on that couch, like, oh yeah. Yes. This yes. is nice. Yeah. So it's I am letting myself enjoy some parts of the holiday more than I probably have in years past. But I, I still feel the like other shoe is going to drop something bad is going to happen because True. I'm currently too happy. Right. That's gotta be anxiety. I don't want to feel that anymore. Like I don't want to think that way anymore. And I just wish it was so many things. I just wish it wasn't an, an easy fix to be. I guess maybe mm-hmm. like, maybe when you start to have to start catching yourself, like, mm-hmm. and just be like, nah, enjoy it, sister. That first year of going through all the first of without my mom, it was like, everything was just awkward. You know, like my, my brother and sister-in-law moved it. They bought a a home um, over in St. Louis Hills. So it was super exciting. And they had us over and it was so fun and so cute. And we had a blast like walking around. We got to walk through all those streets over there. And Mm -hmm. then, but it was just something was like, while that was nice I'm looking forward to so far this year, there's a lot of emotions at play right now, but looking forward to 
I'm just glad that like that first year of first is like under our belt and like for sure. For sure. Yeah. It's like, it's not, it's just not fair because like holidays are, are already so much stress. Like we were talking about earlier. So to add the grief robbery on top of it, or sorry, the joy robbery that is grief. <laughs> I was, and I was anxiety. nodding with grief. I was nodding with grief robbery. Like I was like, okay, yeah, grief is the robber. I like it. I'm here for it. Yeah, he is the robber. Yeah, you know, to come and nab all of our joys. You know, it's just yes, I agree. <laughs> it's yes, but I am excited. Well, let's see. I was going to say I'm excited for the holidays, but then I was going to backtrack and be like, but also nervous. So I am moderately. No, no, no. I am moderately contented heading into. (laughs) No, Rashida, you, you are fucking pumped for this holidays because you have two little ones who are making it that way. So enjoy it. They're going to be so cute. And this is your last last holiday with just Ellie. I know. Next next Christmas, you're going to have like a one-year-old running around. Oh my, oh my God. I didn't. How wild is that? That's like, oh, that's like old enough where you like, like Ellie's first Christmas and Dom's first Christmas for sure. Cause they're like two weeks apart. I bought her presents like a dummy. But (laughs) newborn needs presents, but this baby gonna need them. I mean, yes. Define me. He's going to be almost one. Yeah. But he's going to. I know. I'm I'm cutting myself off on uh, pee gifts because she's 18 months. Like she doesn't care. Right. Right. Exactly. She barely plays with toys as it is. So I'm like, I can only buy so many because she doesn't care. Yeah. She wants to play with the wrapping paper still. She does. She does. <laughs> and just she wants to do whatever Dom's doing. Yeah, exactly. She'll play with his toys. Mm-hmm. My God, I didn't think about that. I was like, this is going to be so expensive next year, but mm, they're going to be, it'll Anywho, be fine. Well, yeah. Kara, I think we adequately covered grieving for the holidays, plus some extras. There's yeah. some extras in here, <laughs> which is, which is what you always get with us. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really glad, Rashida, that you stumbled upon that passage from Brene Brown, because I think that that's like super important for a mm-hmm. very timely for what we are going into mm-hmm. with this holiday season. And I think it's just, I needed to hear it and it made me feel better, like real, realizing that I had been doing that to myself. Mm-hmm. It's time to stop. Mm-hmm. The feel the feels. Yeah. Yes. We talk about feeling yes. our feelings. You're right. Like, that includes like joy. About, yeah, it does include joy. It's always about sadness and being mad and upset and whatever, but like, no, damn it. I love that. I love that. You're right. Feel your feels and that includes joy. Like that's okay. Yeah. That includes oh, joy, motherfucker. That. Let's go. It does. <laughs> Be joyful, bitches. <laughs> All right, guys. Anyways, yes. Thanks, guys. All right, gals. Thanks so much for listening to the Grieving Mamas Club podcast. When times get tough, just remember, you're a badass bee and you got this, mama. Woo. Happy holidays. Happy holidays.